Welcome to Rome is Home with Joe and Viva. It's been a while. Hi, everybody. And where are we at? When was the last time we did an episode? It has to be more than two weeks ago. Yeah, because I guess before Easter, right? Yeah, yeah before have, Easter. Must have been just around then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've uh, we've got, gone through a little bit of a change here. So, I mean, we have a few updates. And I think for the next few weeks, even arguably next two months, we should be pretty consistent on doing it on a weekly basis. Hopefully. Every time I go to Montreal, we think we're going to do a show there or we might be able to do a show remotely, but it never really happens. Yeah, it's pretty hard. And usually the reason why we're kind of at distance, at least for the last two weeks, was really because we were... my. So one of the big updates, we moved... So we moved from some Brampton, Ontario, and basically we moved 30 minutes north. My folks had a 90-acre farm that they bought. And yeah, so those two weeks off, they weren't really off. You were probably busy. I was busy like a madman moving the house and everything. So it's been a, it's been a whirlwind. So honestly, we had no time. Well, you were busy. I was, I mean, I'm always busy because I'm a mom of... Two kids, man. Two kids under two. But uh, going to my parents' place, it's always vacation my mom is off work a little bit, so um, I get to have a lot of help. We get to hang out a lot. Um, my mother's always really good in trying to um, bring Teresa along on her errands. And at yeah. first, Teresa always says no. But last time, she still managed to to bring her along grocery shopping. And I love when it happens because Monica's having her morning nap. Teresa's off with my mom. Mm. So I have morning off and rarely happens so it feels great yeah. well, my parents are really good like that yeah so maybe let's 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 take it back then to easter i mean what happened i mean so i left you off easter vigil you went you were able to kind of head to the mass right i stayed with the girls yes oh i mean i'm enjoying this time because i feel i'm getting back a bit of my freedom monica does not need me as much yeah she's still nursing but i'm introducing bottles of um cow's milk and uh, so for Easter Vigil, no, I think it was Holy Thursday in Brampton was the first time. Oh yeah, because I, I went left. on Friday. Yeah. So he let me go early Holy Thursday, and Holy Thursday always speaks to me for some reason. Yeah. I really, I really feel Jesus is suffering in in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. I don't that's, know how to say it. That's a tough one. Yeah, Gethsemane. And and it was it was great. Oh, Polish people are such a, devout people. It's it's always awesome to, to see that the church was packed and yeah. everybody was singing. It was very moving. So I left you with the girls and you, I nursed Monica before leaving. And then you ended up having to put them down all by yourself. And and no issues. No issues. I so yeah. It. So we're, we're at that point where, yeah, Monica's pretty, uh, for, well, last, like, I, well, depends. Cause last little while she was also sick, right? So it's like, there's always something with Monica. She's Mon good for a little bit. And then she, something happens, teething, uh, sickness. Now she, what was, what's her latest thing? Yeah. The ear infection. Did we talk about the bronchiolitis? We must've, did we? I don't she was remember. Cured. Maybe give a quick recap. So if, if we, if we didn't mention it, she had last time we were at my parents' house, she had bronchiolitis and it was very, it was very scary. At night, she was wheezing a lot, and I could, I couldn't sleep. It was, it was really rough to yeah. hear her like that. Eventually, we went to the doctors, and they gave her antibiotics. And after a day or two, she was, she was good. Yeah. She was cured. And uh, less than a month after, she's sick again. 
again when we visit my parents. Something's up. There's oh, there's always <laughs> something, but this time it's an ear infection, and yeah. I didn't know that what it was. She was she had a cold for a while, and towards the end she was having fever, and when I tried to touch her ear for a reason or another, she screamed. Yeah, and she, I mean, you 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 were there at the end. She was not herself. She was always crying. She wouldn't eat. It's very important, I think. Like I remember a few times, and this is where, I mean, as parents, yeah, you got to look at your kids' behaviors. And if there's something, like even just, I think you were feeding her once at dinner, and she basically just started just sitting there and she was just crying. Yeah. Like, Monica generally doesn't do that. No, she's pretty chill. So something was definitely up. Neither she's pretty chill or something, and, you know. So, mm-hmm. it, it, same thing happened even to my younger brother too. I'm like, yeah, something's not right here, and he ended up having some kind of like, uh, like a brain bacteria that had to be removed. But anyways, it's kind of like pay attention to it because huh? <laughs> yeah. it's funny how we can maybe quickly dismiss. Oh, they're playing. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they can play for so long. Maybe like an hour they can kind of pull your leg. But if this is lingering, like, come on. But you gotta know your kids. Uh, that's a big factor. Yeah. So I ended up going to the doctors again, a walking clinic here in the middle of nowhere, but it was awesome. I mean, I was there bright and early as soon as it opened and everything was done very quickly, which is nice. rare for Canada. We yeah. always have to wait quite a bit and very good service over there. And yeah, uh, an ear infection. So she's on antibiotics again, poor baby. So within a month, what, two, two, two types of antibiotics basically. And Teresa, what, two and a half years, nothing. nothing. Hold on. She never had antibiotics? I don't think so. No, she never did. Oh, gosh. I think we gave her like baby Tylenol twice. Yes. And I think that was just a guess. Like, oh, she's even then we crying. Didn't, even then we didn't know. No. She's never... She, she She's never... Well, I, I don't... Well, okay. One time we came back from Calgary when I'm visiting my sister. Yes. She was... She was four months old. And I think it was a bit of... Jet, jet lag, lag and just... And sickness. She had a bit... That was it. She was screaming for three hours straight from 10 to 1 a.m. Oh, that was pretty brutal. Yes. But other than that, she's pretty resilient. Yes. It seems like it's interesting to see even just, yeah, different kids. Like, yeah, Teresa Teresa had something too when, you, when she was at your parents' place. She had like the, the eye goop and runny nose. Yeah, but that's just a cold. I mean, she just had a regular cold. I know, but it's like she just, she just does her thing. She has the cold. Yeah. Doesn't really complain. Sleeps well. Yeah. Doesn't change anything. So, yeah. So maybe like, okay, so now that we've kind of gone through, I mean, I'll give a quick update on the move. So while I was vacationing uh, at my parents' house, what did yeah, you yeah, do? Yeah. So yeah, so we moved out here on April 24th. Uh, that was sort of the move day. And coming up to it, I know we did like the best that we like the best that we could. But like, I remember when we moved, we had like moved already a lot of things. It was, I'm a planner. So just for me, it's like, okay, let's get everything well done, plan for success, make this as quickly and efficiently as possible. And ahead of time, we got rid of a lot of stuff. We got rid of a a lot lot of of things. We moved as much as we could. Move day was pretty smooth. We were out of there by 1130. Clean, everything go, half a truck, boom, gone. With the help of two of your brothers, we have to say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like here, oh yeah. So yeah, two people. Uh, three people kind of working, but then my parents' house, man. Again, my parents have a lot of stuff. It was not not many things were packed. Some things were packed. It basically we worked from eight a.m. to about midnight, and this we had to basically load up four full trucks. So two trucks, two loads. So that's four basically truck loads in total. Oh gosh! And that was kind of just absolute madness. So yeah. Anyways, um. 
so that was that. So I was doing that the following day. We kind of, you know, un- unpack things. So the last, the, the following few days was really kind of just getting set up, trying to gain some sort of sanity. But at the same time too, I was kind of pressured to make sure like, okay, when Vivo comes here, I want to make sure it's not like the basement's filthy and like there's some sort of working facilities. But of course, it's like any new house, just like we had our, with our farmhouse. Like the shower was leaking upstairs. There's all these little things. I'm like, this is crazy. You know, this is just, but it's all okay now. Like, I mean, it's. And in the middle of the re- of rentals, what did your parents decide to buy? Oh gosh. So like, yeah, they decided to buy three cows, Jersey cows, which are very good for milk and arguably it is very good milk. But yeah, it's just like, I'm like, why right now? Can we, couldn't we wait? But my parents, I guess, the the, the cows they got, they were going to give birth soon. So I, I guess that makes milk flow will be coming. So they'll be they'll be going crazy with milk, you know. So it's and I have to give it to them. Your parents, when they plan to do something, they do it. So you even you guys, if it's inconvenient, yeah, we'll do yeah, it. Yeah, you guys haven't been in this house for long, and already the downstairs shower is downstairs bathroom is usable. Of course, it's not done yet, but there's a working toilet, working shower. Yep. Um, upstairs it was all carpet. Now it's wooden floor. Yep. And cows and are here. Sheep are here. They're taking care of everything. That's it's cows, impressive. Cows, sheep, chicken. Yeah. So we're and you changed the, the brakes on on our car. That you and your brother did that. Yeah. So like, yeah, that is my family. So it's kind of like, yeah, there's lots of works, but we're all kind of like crazy work people in a sense. So, I mean, yes, it's for me. I mean, the big thing for me too is I would like. It's about making sure, you know, you're not doing just endless things and you don't have time for the right things. But I don't think that my parents will ever change from that way. They're just, they love to work. They just, whatever. And that's, that's good. I mean, in some ways that, that work ethic, I guess, has come to me as well. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so that's, so we're really well set up here. We have the whole basement to ourselves. It's, it's, it's basically a independent suite. You could say there's a, different independent door oh yeah you could t- completely close off from upstairs kitchen the door. There's laundry a kitchen. There's will two be bedrooms laundry will be set up soon like yeah. it's already there so we have a bedroom for monica to slowly wean her off me at night and our, a bedroom for ourselves and i can cook meals here it's it's really good and we have a great view on the fields yeah the first few days were kind of rough because joe was off doing stuff because he's he was very busy and i was trying to adapt and every new situation really uh, makes me very anxious and i i I didn't behave very well i was very in a very bad mood and and of course this is so silly because joe spent so much time making this place livable and of course it's amazing it's such a step up from even Del, well, Del, it's it's equivalent to Delhi in some ways when we were there, a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's I right. mean, the bathroom, yes. I mean, not where it's getting there, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. But it's you're you're you need that. Yeah. That stability, right? So this is doesn't matter. It's not stable. No. You know, the, the, where are the dishes? Right. It's it's these things that always kind of yep fluster you. But I was very disappointed in myself last night and I was dwelling on it and knowing myself I dwell on things for so long and I get in a hole and I don't get out of that hole and I just remembered the words of my favorite saint Saint uh, Pope John Twenty Third, and he was very big on starting over the following day you failed say you're sorry go to confession I'll go tomorrow and just get up and it's a different day so that's what I've been doing today and it's been a really good day yeah, and it's going to be like that maybe for a little bit, but even every day it's kind of like I feel like today we mopped the floors and stuff like that. We got like a few like 
we got a milk holder for milk, you know? So it's like little things, right? right. So I think uh, we'll slowly get there. So I just want to, you know, another, so two other things. So we, I mean, an update on one thing that we were trying to do before we leave is to sell our cars. Mm-hmm. In particular, we're trying to sell my Pathfinder, which we don't really need. It's just, it's a nice SUV, but anyways, long story short, we're able to, to sell it, uh, basically today. Not as high as we wanted. I think me and Jim Viev were both a little, I don't know, annoyed slash almost ticked off because honestly, I thought it was a great, even at the price we had it at was yes. kind of like, this is pretty, pretty dang good. Yes. Um, they wanted a bit less, but so me and Viva were like, at first we're like, let's reject no, it. We're not taking this is ridiculous, <laughs> but then we're kind of thinking, you know what? Like, they're pretty flexible. They might find some other thing. Like, you know, it was just kind of like it's it's okay. And I called my dad, like, Dad, what should we do? And he said, just take the money and run. <laughs> so. This is so frustrating. Like, it's in in some ways, I guess, if I was to buy a new car, like, I don't know, like. <laughs> I don't know if I would do that though, because if someone offered that car for the price that was on there, I feel bad to go lower. But I think this is just everyone wants. A, a, yeah, that's what my father said. He said you put it for that amount, then you should expect a little lower. That's what people do. You put I it know, up slightly higher than what you expect of getting. I guess we did not know that rule. We already put a really great price. That that, that no, but that still bothers me. That principle because it's kind of like yeah. if I made it at you know whatever ten thousand, one when it's really worth twelve, and the person still wants eight, like. Now you're just abusing it because you're just everyone just like makes a new. F- Anyways, I hate this whole selling thing. I'd be a horrible salesman. I don't like it. Yes, I kind of sell it at the price it should be. But anyways, it's done. So that's one less. Well, it'll be officially done next Saturday. So fingers crossed, it just gets all settled. And uh, I guess the last thing quickly is uh, the only really updates for the Rome thing right now is going to be applying next, not this Friday, but the following Friday. Right. So I'll be sending out my stuff to Italy then. And uh, yeah, so we'll kind of have to wait and see still. Still looking at health insurance. Oh, yeah. It's a bit complicated. It's a bit of catch-22 because we have to have insurance, private insurance to apply for residency. But for some insurance, you need to be a resident to apply. It's very complicated. So it's I think we might need things. to just bite the bullet and take something that might be a little more expensive, but that is just suiting just for year one, probably. Just for year one, yeah. After we'll readjust, but we need to have at least for private interest for at least the first year. So we're learning, but hopefully for those who are listening, maybe you can take our our sufferings, our struggles, and learn from them. And so, if you ever want to move to Rome, you have the tips. There so. you go. Now listen to the mellow. Maybe it come from me. I think it's plain to see. Some people say that the great. When I was visiting my parents, they they had promised my little sister that um, she would be able to watch Les Misérables, and the, the the new version that just came out with uh, Hugh Jackman, Russell Anne Crow. Hathaway, Russell Crowe. It's a really good version. I. I mean, I'm no expert, but I read the book a couple of times and it was really, it was really accurate. Some details that you don't see in movies generally that are from the book that I recognize on the screen. So uh, they did their, they did their job pretty well. But as I was watching the movie for the, what, third time, maybe something really came out to me. It was the relationship between justice and mercy. 
So for those who don't know the story, quick recap. It's the story of Jean Valjean, who's an ex-con. And he is... He, he, he just broke parole eventually because of a con- big conversion that he had. And, uh, well, he didn't broke break parole because he had a conversion, but he just decided to become an honest man, but he couldn't do it with his, uh, his, his past always following him. So he broke parole and, uh, he did convert and he created a, he became an honest man, very good to people and whatnot. But then there's always this, police inspector Javert who's following him because he broke parole so he wants to bring him back to to prison and the, the, the whole time twists and turns but the whole time it's Javert trying to get to Jean Valjean and Jean Valjean escaping or getting away from him and whatnot and and um I won't give spoilers in case you don't know the story but uh Javert has uh, it, it's working at him. He's he he doesn't understand how someone can change. He doesn't believe in mercy. Yeah. For him, it's justice. That that is the law. He broke the law. That's it. There's nothing else to be considered. And Jean Valjean, on the other hand, he's a totally changed man, and yeah. he's doing so much good for people. Yeah. And Javert just can't. He he can't see it because for him, he's you know he's he he should be in prison because of what he did. So it's it, it got me thinking about the relationship between justice and mercy, and you know we focus a lot on mercy, especially in the last few years with uh, Pope Francis because it's very big. And and I've always told Joe, for me, I have to constantly keep God's mercy in mind because otherwise I get very discouraged. And you know, if I dwell on God's justice, then yeah. it, it makes me yeah, that's right, discouraged. Like nobody can do it then, and yeah, and uh, so I have to think about God's mercy, and that that is very helpful. And people need to know about His mercy. Um, you can always go back to Him, always. But at the same time, we can't. Mercy is kind of devoid when there's nothing that you want to be mercied from. Like if it, it just it it doesn't stand by itself. Like mercy from what? Yes. Well, from justice. Yes. So you almost, because that's what you're seeking, right? Because justice, and again, in the case of in uh, Les Miserables, you know, the the inspector's whole thing trying to act justice is fair. And he was right. He, he was, was right. We're not saying he's wrong in terms of well, okay, well, no, the he changed. Well, yeah, sure. But by the letter of the law, he needs to be in prison right now. So you can't you can't be like okay well no he's doing his job yes but again it's you know that if God was like that with us that'd be pretty right. pr- pretty brutal but with you know in the Psalms as they say if God has found mercy some out of the deep I love that one when they sing that one but anyways yes. because there is mercy with thee therefore shall thou be feared so yeah it's uh right it's very yeah you're, I I agree with you one hundred percent I it's I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's either people don't seem to, or maybe it's maybe it's part of like the whole evangelization. You don't want to preach to the world justice and yeah. the cold, some you know, the cold knowledge, the cold theoretical knowledge of the faith. This is not what will bring people. Yeah, but mercy. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a very important message, no question. Yeah, right? but by default, it's justice. By default, justice is applied to everyone. Justice is for everyone. Everyone needs to follow the rules. But then, 
then there's there's God's mercy, and that's that's an extra step. It's not necessary. He's he, God is does not owe us mercy. We did all those things, especially to an infinite being. So our digressions against an infinite being. Uh, especially, and just to put in perspective, any sort of small digression against God requires infinite, infinite punishment. So when you think about it in that sense, like anything you really do to offend an infinite being uh, deserves that, right? Yeah. Um, I love that parable, and just that's kind of painted nicely with again God's mercy with the uh, the king and the servant. The servant basically owed ten thousand talents which is an immeasurable number. I'm not sure how much gold that is, but that's like, yeah, you're never going to have that much money ever. And the servant begged for mercy, and God wiped it away. Yeah. And that's that's what he does with us, with our sins. I mean, that's, you know, through baptism, that kind of is washed away, that debt, but through confession, we have access to that constantly. That's, we're always wiping away this $100 billion debt that we have against have against God, but... It's something that we really need to think about always. But one thing to keep in mind as well is that, you know, mercy is the exception. Justice is is the constant. So if we go back to Les Miserables, if everybody broke parole and everybody went off and did their own thing, there will be there will be chaos. Of course, Javert is right in a way to try to uphold the law and try to make sure citizens follow it and that there's order. But once in a while, you need to you need to have that mercy, especially especially because of how redeemed Jean Valjean was and all the good that he was doing. And putting him back to prison would be would be awful for a lot of people. So, I don't know, so there's a few things to think about, and it's it's funny because Les Misérables was written by Victor Hugo, and Victor Hugo was he hated the church. He, mm. he loved God and he had, especially in Zahab, a lot of really good insights about Jesus and, and the beauty of, of what, what human beings can do out of love. But it's a very anti-church man. So it, it's funny how, you that, know. That kind of seeps through. Right, right. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, this is, this is a, I mean, we can talk on this for a while, but it's, uh, to be, to be almost like, I would say, a good Catholic, you almost have to kind of work in sort of this dual mindset in a sense, right? I think one, I can't remember which saint mentioned it, but it was this idea that, you know, how do you keep these, both these things in mind? Because honestly, if you look, and I've, I've studied a lot of the heresies throughout church history, sort of what they are, you know, the Pelagians and, you know, the Manichaeans and air, like you look at sort of the, the big stuff and especially, you know, I would, I would maybe specifically the Pelagians and Protestants, for example, Pelagians would argue that all that's required, you know, is the will you have, to, we all can keep God's commandments without his grace. You know, and again, this goes back to works and grace, but Protestants will say, well, your works are useless. It's all about grace. Same thing, I, same thing, this, so we fall very easily to sort of one extreme or another. I don't know, we love falling into extremes. I think this is this human tendency, just falling into, and of course I believe that's a trap of the devil to kind of pin us against each other. And we see that within the church when, when we kind of fall into these extremes, we begin to hate different members of the body of Christ, um, within the church. But same thing happens with justice and mercy. You can be kind of go with the, the complete justice side and that, probably is very miserable it's kind of a very despairing reality although it's it is a reality that we all because we all deserve justice 
And it needs to be thought on because justice mm-hmm. is for everyone. Everyone needs to follow the law. Yeah. That is the default. But then to But, kind, of, kind of go to the extreme of only mercy in a sense, that doesn't necessarily inspire good, wholesome living in a sense, right, too, right? It was, I think it was Martin Luther who said, you know, you know, sin boldly because he was so confident in his uh, his salvation, right? So, But that's also a very damaging thought, right, because it's kind of like God's mercy is owed to you when it's not. All of this, and again, the whole faith journey, again, is is all rooted in God's mercy and grace, right? The fact that he decides to help any one of us is purely again going against this above and beyond thing against where justice is due. He's going above and beyond to give us mercy. And that's, that's love, right? That's what he's trying to show us. Like, listen, you deserve justice, but I'm going to give you mercy instead. Like that, that's kind of the huge message to really take away, but it's very easy to, you got to keep both of those in your mind or else it's going to be, and Catholic, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've, and we, we've had a little bit of, you know, I mean, when we were in the States, It's not, I mean, just, you know, it was interesting to kind of get some different perspectives from different Catholics. I think one thing we tried to do was, um, we did some, like, uh, there were a lot of homeless people in Houston, so we occasionally did some, you know, we brought them, bag, them bags of food and brought bags of food, some prayer cards and stuff, and really just kind of tried to interact with them. And I don't know, it was always interesting to get some different perspectives from folks. And some of them, some of them were, I mean, they, they, they agreed with it, but we spoke to, we spoke to a few a people. And yeah, it's kind of like, well, they put themselves in that situation. And um, I worked very hard to get where I am now, and they didn't. So they, yeah, it's their fault. But at any, but at any rate, they may be right too. They may be right. But in that case, I would argue, like, how do you really know? A lot of people kind of make these assumptions, but they don't really know. But it's a fair point. It could be exactly that situation. But what does our Lord basically tell us, right? I mean, and this is why in many cases, I think it's advisable for us to be more merciful to others than just because to be like perfectly just i mean for crying out loud you have to know like every single circumstance every, like in a lot of this we really don't know and to go back to the parable before the, the man who was you know his debt was erased and this debt was so big and then he goes out and he decides not to be merciful with a much smaller debt so i think it goes back to that yeah. your sins you might you probably have a lot of sins and then you go around and you go judging people for yeah. not doing what you did so good you know i, I don't That's, know it's I've, uh, i was trying to someone about that exact same thing and this is maybe a common thing that i see with i don't know quote unquote great catholics as maybe they call themselves but this idea that well you know uh, someone mentioned something along the lines that Yeah, like if you're a sinner or you're kind of living in scandal, you shouldn't come to mass because you're not, you know, you're not living the And it really got me and again they're kind of saying, you know, I I worked hard, you know, I'm I'm faithful and all this stuff. And again, it goes back to this listen, the fact that you can even do any of those good things that you're doing is again merely based on God's grace and mercy. Okay? These are gifts given to you in order to be say a little bit more pious, a little bit more focused. Right. But then what happens and this is again parallel to that the the same thing, we kind of can use that these gifts against our fellow man and be, suddenly we're becoming the judges of them when instead we should also be kind of okay. Yeah, person's coming in late in person's coming in late into mass. Whatever. I have no idea what the necessary circumstances. I'm not going to say anything. For whatever reason, they're not there, good or bad. That specific detail is left to God. But at the same time too, it's it's just funny how we can quickly kind of turn around where 
mm-hmm. we expect that mercy, but instantly we want to. Uh, yeah, it's and you a, might have been a, given more graces to do these things, but you were given more than you're expected. Oh yeah, this is this is coming at a this, this is coming at a price. So, like, it's yes. great that you have a great spiritual life and stuff. You know, pat yourself on the back. The only reason you could do that was because of the gifts given to you. Right. So uh, this again, this again, this is this is a very important thought that needs to be kind of thought through especially of justice and mercy but so many things and you know it's been a lesson for us too in terms of you know how other catholics think and stuff being able to kind of understand where they're coming from and stuff but it is a very challenging thing because it doesn't mean that whatever what everyone anyone says is always you know just because they say something doesn't mean it's necessarily right they could be speaking incorrectly but really really strive for that and you know let's not be like i keep on forgetting the inspector's name What's his name? From Javert. Javert. Mm-hmm. Let's not be like Javert, you know, all the time. But at the same time, you know, mercy is needed. Right. Mercy is needed, but, you know, with justice as being sort of the constant that we always have to worry about. So remember to follow God's laws and be merciful to your neighbor. All right, guys, don't forget to like us on Facebook. You can wrote, write to us at RomeIsHomePodcast at gmail.com. We love that you guys are listening to us. Please keep on listening every week. Thanks, folks. We love you. God bless. God bless. Bye. Yeah.